Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Working our way through super wild card weekends action on Saturday and Sunday. We did Saturday's games in our last episode, so you can give that a listen if you're so inclined. But turning our attention to Sunday, Jacob, one thing I think that we really screwed up, and it's weird because we, I, at least for me, I'll talk to my, about myself here. Okay. I applied <laughs> this logic to the Seahawks and Niners game. Ah, it's tough to beat a team three times. Mm-hmm. Seeing a team a third time is never easy, especially a team that you're super familiar with. And every year, Pete Carroll goes into the offseason going, how do I beat the Rams? How do I beat the Niners? How do I beat the Cardinals? That's first and foremost, because that's six wins right off the bat, if you can figure out those three teams. But I didn't apply it for the Bills and the Dolphins, and I didn't apply it for the Bengals and the Ravens. I was shied away from that because of the backup quarterback situation with those teams. Oh, Seattle will keep it close. Uh, Bills will blow the Dolphins out. Ravens will blow get blown out by the Bengals. Yeah. Skylar Thompson, Tyler Huntley, Anthony Brown, maybe. Ah, there's no chance mm. to keep it close. I'm an idiot. I have egg on my face. From now on, moving forward, you you just have to assume that a divisional game in it's the gonna playoffs be is going to be close, no matter what. And, and I'll, the I'll outlier is the Niners Seahawks one. That's right. the outlier right. where it becomes a blowout and it becomes out of hand. I'll go beyond that because when I was watching the game yesterday and I was hearing people say, "Like well, it's a divisional game," you had to make you had to assume. I'll give you, it's, it's a playoff game, right? The season resets here. You can talk all you want about momentum and how many games you've won in a row and how many games this team has kind of stumbled uh, losing on their way to just find their way into the playoffs, sneaking it in like, back, like a backdoor in. The season resets when you get to the postseason. And you have new life. It adds, it, it compounds on that if you are a divisional rival. Like you... It, it has no influence whatsoever, no bearing on how these two teams played in the regular season. That has no bearing on how they're going to perform against each other head-to-head in the in the playoffs. In the Dolphins game, they were like Rocky at the beginning. Uh, they took so many haymakers from right. the Bills. Their offense looked stagnant. The Bills' offense looked like it was rolling. Punch after punch after punch. And then the big break, the touchdown that was not to be. Mm-hmm. Dawson Knox to make it twenty to nothing took it off the board and ended up being seventeen to nothing Bills and then the Dolphins kicked a field goal then another field goal then they yeah got right the it wasn't like they were they were battling back that was they just ca- kept getting like they just kept 
finding ways to put points on the board. I think that was a catch, though, by Dawson Knox in the end zone for that touchdown. Mm. I think he did grab it. I think it should have been 21 to nothing, but that's the kind of momentum swing that you have mm-hmm. to take advantage of if you're the Dolphins, and they did. And, you know, intercept the return that Xavier Howard had off of Josh Allen's interception towards the end of the first half, when he picked it off, the deep ball that he picked off sure. like on their own 10, he took it back to like the 50 or mm-hmm. like the 45 of Buffalo. And then the returns they were getting in the punt game were huge for Miami. Mm-hmm. They set the offense up with really good field position on both of those plays, especially to help get them on track and get points on the board. I mean, the fact that it was almost tied at halftime is remarkable. And, of course, the Bills do the Bills right. thing and in 10 seconds go down the field for a field goal. Of course, and they go up. Yeah, yeah, right. But, I mean, the fact that you were down 17 to nothing and then you blinked and it was 17 to 17, 20 to 17 going into the half, it was a very, very great effort by the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And it shows me that they are a team that is more than just Tua, is more than just, well, if Tua doesn't play, they have no chance. And I don't think that they got to the point where they could learn how to play without Tua until this very game right here. Like, it took them a while you never to figure saw it out I mean, until you remember, this game. You saw, then right. you saw them put up 31 points and have a chance to get in field goal range to tie the game and go to overtime. What do you make of the just complete and utter disrespect of the play clock? By the Miami Dolphins, both Thompson and McDaniel in this game, and well, I, I, I kind of give Thompson a pass because I kind of give a pass to Thompson, you know, because he's a rookie. He's he's not supposed to be in this position. Here's why I don't give him as much of a pass. Yes, he is a rookie. He's been starting for four weeks now. Sure, he like, should know. This, this is stuff that you should have already worked out of your system. But the stage has never been bigger in his life. Right, not just in the NFL this year, but in his life, the stage has never been bigger than Buffalo on Wild Card Weekend. Very intimidating place to play too, as a as a a young rookie player. I mean, Kenny sure. Kenny got the worst of it when right. he went up there. It's 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 intimidating. That Absolutely, atmosphere in Buffalo. and that probably added to it, no question. Mm-hmm. But the one that was just egregious was the fourth and one where they had the right. play clock start at forty five, work its way down to like ten seconds. Right. But then because of an injury and a Bills substitution, they reset it to twenty five. They had almost a minute to call a fourth-and-one play, and they got a delay of game penalty. Now that one, I, I don't know who you put the blame on there because um, it's just such a comical error that, like, everybody has to be to blame. McDaniel, Thompson, all of them. Like, it, it, Hell, it even just takes a running back to look at the play clock and be like, dude, there's 10 seconds left. Let's break and go to the line and sneak this thing up their gut so we can keep the drive moving. Exactly. But I will also say McDaniel – for as offensively gifted he is, has a lot of work to do with the nuances of being a head coach. Mainly, you got to have timeouts at that point in the game. Exactly. The fact that you, you were out none. of timeouts yeah. at that point in the game, is that's a rookie coach mistake right there. Yeah, and I, honestly, I was a little surprised. I And I said this earlier. I put more the the blame on, on McDaniel's shoulders than I do for Skyler because as a head coach – that's kind of like the one thing you have control of is how did you not have a fourth and one play ready? Right, like exactly. ready right away. Like you and you're should, this there, offensive minded guy giant, too. There's giant yeah. laminated boards. There should be a section on there that says fourth right. and one, and there's like five plays mm-hmm. right there. Like, 
You just have that one play that you know you can rely on. I mean, Thompson's a big dude, and he runs. Sneak it. Yeah, just he sneak runs. Sneak it right up the yeah, middle with him. Run. Have uh, Mostert, have Wilson right up his butt. Push, push him right through. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you learned the mistake from the, the night before. It's Don't not pull hard. a Ravens. It is not. Or, I'm sorry, that was later. That was later. Night. You'd yeah. have to go to the future to learn that mistake. Yeah. That would be crazy. Get the DeLorean onto the field. Yeah. It's not that hard, though. And you know what I think he was doing? Trying to maybe do the Peterson play. Not the exact play. But just something where it's like like, three guys touch the ball. No, 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 no. I meant the play that Peterson went through on fourth and one in the next handing it off. Where you have three guys three guys behind the line of scrimmage. Right, right, right. But you just hand it to ETN going the other way for the the reverse. Maybe McDaniel had something in mind here where he was like, you know what, they're gonna expect the sneak. I'm gonna hit him with a big hitter here, an outside run. And he just couldn't think of the perfect outside run. He outthought himself. I think that's clear in that moment. And he had no timeouts to bail himself out with. So mm-hmm. you end up with a fourth and sixth then at that point, and they miss it. Bill's ball. The rest is history. I would still be very optimistic about the Dolphins, though, if I was a, a fan. Uh, I know that it's frustrating, frustrating to see your head coach do that stuff down the stretch, but he's done so much good this year that I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on some of the bad, nuanced stuff about uh-huh. being a head, a head coach, the new stuff that he's learning. I, I've seen some people question, should he be back next year, Miami? I mean, wow. I, I think that he is a really good head coach in the making. Yeah. You're going to have speed bumps with him along the, way, along the yeah. way. And kind of in a weird, you know, silver lining way, Nice to get the speed bumps out of the way when you're nine and eight and playing the Bills, who are going to beat you anyway, and you have Skylar Thompson. And you so have your next year rookie quarterback who was healthy. And your first year too. And you're eleven and six, and you're twelve yeah. and five. You've gotten the bad stuff out of your system. You know how to play a playoff game now. I, I guarantee you this: next year, if they're in the playoffs, he'll have a couple timeouts in his pocket down. The right, and instead quarter. of being the seven seed, drawing the bet the second best team in the conference, maybe you're the five, maybe, seed. Maybe you're the five seed. Yeah, you draw the worst division winner, the South. It'll be the South for years and years and years to come. Right, because the Bills and Bengals and Chiefs are just, just going to win 12 the games every, the year, every yeah. year. It's going to be the South. Uh, I don't – I've seen people, too, say, like, well, Buffalo doesn't look as strong as usual. I don't think that's the case here. Again, division rival. you got to give Dolphins credit for showing up. And, and Jalen Phillips was a beast on the pass rush all day. But the one thing I will worry about with Buffalo is Josh Allen's turnovers. Yeah, it just kept coming. They, it's, I it's mean, a problem. It's I officially give, a problem. I want, like you do, I want to give credit to Miami for keeping it close. But that game isn't close if Josh Allen isn't making those throws. It's so funny. Allen kept single-handedly kept the Dolphins in the, in the game, game and also was the main reason why the Bills won the game. Mm-hmm. He threw for 300 yards. He had three touchdowns. Like, I think you saw he was... He's the first quarterback to have 300 yards and three touchdowns in back-to-back-to-back playoff wow. games. It's it's a weird case study with him because you don't win this game without him if you're Buffalo, obviously. Right. But it's maybe it's not as close as it is without him either. It's weird. well, I mean, like if that's, that's just the kind that's, of guy he's gonna that's be. Right. Hard to say because like who are you gonna put in? Like who's the guy you're putting in? Is he Brett of Favre? Him? I know he's not the, he's same just the gunslinger, style, but like he's going to throw picks. He's going to gunslinger, over, but yeah. he's also going to have 400 yards and four touchdowns as well. Is that who he is? Is he always going to have? He's going to sacrifice his body to get that extra. And he's going to force issues yeah, sometimes. Right, right. That's a tough guy to to win with sometimes because you never I know. Far only won one exactly, <clears throat> but he did win the one, and that's in Buffalo. That's all that matters this year right. and really any year because they've never won one. Mm-hmm. Before we move on. This kind of thought came over me when we were talking about it in real time. 
Is the AFC just locked up for the next five years in terms of division winners? Kansas I mean, City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Jacksonville? There's always going to be teams that sneak up there. Like, I bet the Chargers have a year where they push the Chiefs. Do they? After watching this? What if Sean Payton's their head coach? It's possible. Yeah, it's it's Staley's not going to be their head coach forever, just because he might be back next year. Right, but I still don't know if I trust uh, anyone to beat Mahomes. The Steelers and the Ravens sneak up on the Bengals. That could happen. Both teams, you know, well, the Ravens. The problem with the all Ravens, of a sudden now, you know, everybody like Kenny Pickett's the fourth best quarterback in that is division. Is he maybe the he might second? Be the second best now because that Lamar's gone and Deshaun and Watson. Deshaun we know Watson, is trash. I'll put it right here. Kenny Pickett played better than Deshaun Watson down the stretch this year. No Absolutely. question. There's no question about that. So. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, the division seems a little bit lighter. But, yeah, betting favorite-wise for the next half decade, it's going to be those four those teams. Those four. And those are the four teams that are in the Final Four exactly. for the AFC right. this year. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Sticking in New York, just went from Buffalo. Well, actually, we'll go to Minnesota from Buffalo to watch okay. a New York team play. The Giants beat my Minnesota Vikings. So you and I had a conversation <laughs> last week, and I was really discredited. That was the horn dying. I was, oh, that was good. I was really discrediting the Giants down the stretch. I was saying the offense is too one-dimensional. Saquon didn't really have a huge season down the stretch. I discredited what he did at the early stages of Boy, the season. Boy, times give you the double middle fingers yesterday then. Yeah, he did. Oh, we're one-dimensional. And and I said, like, they only won two games down the stretch and tying a different one, and the two teams they beat were the, the commanders who didn't make the playoffs and were eliminated by Week 17 and the Colts who were coached by Jeff Saturday. So I really, for fair, for good reason, didn't have any faith in either of these teams. But I figured because of all that lack of faith and just the team had what a solid like seven and two start, but finished the year like nine, nine and seven and one, seven and one, right? A really bad second half. I just figured Minnesota's just been more consistent throughout the season. I'm gonna guess they win that game, but Minnesota just proved right, like. Throughout the season, like, when they had their losses, like, yeah, you go in and you beat Buffalo in Buffalo, and that's the best win of any team in the regular season by far this year. And then the next week, the very next week, you come up and lay a goose egg against the um, – well, not a goose egg. I think you lost that game, what, like 41-3 to against Dallas or 40-3 to that very next week. And then later on, you lose to the Lions, a division rival, when everyone was picking the Lions to win, even though you were a, a two-loss team going into that game. And then you lose to the Packers and open up the window for them to make it to possibly into the playoffs. Even though those losses were saying, yeah, this is your gotcha moment, Minnesota. Like, we knew this was you all along. This was that the ultimate gotcha moment. Like, I we, disagree. Oh, really? Yeah. I just think the Giants beat them. Like, I just think that I don't think the Viking. Well, they Minnesota bad on the last play where Kirk Cousins threw short of the right. sticks. Uh, uh, I don't know if I put that that's on Kirk. I don't know. That's on Kirk. That's, is a, that Kirk, on that's Kirk? a Kirk Cousins yeah. move right I there. I mean, he was open. 
And what do you mean? He was everybody open. in Pittsburgh. He was open. Probably Tim Benz more than anyone is saying. Hawkinson was open. How do you throw short of the of the yard to gain and align the game? That's my read. He was open. He was open underneath. Unbelievable. No, dude. I, I just think that the, the Vikings just got straight up beat, man. I mean, Daniel Jones, 379 total yeah, yards. Wow. 301 through the air. And, 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 and the like, leading rusher. Honestly, like. How the, patient the moves, of a rusher is the he? The moves too? he made on the run, I think, were the most impressive to me. They're not agile, but they're smart. Right. He's so he makes the cutting right. Yeah, he cuts waits. up the field yep. at the right time. They have a problem in New York right now, though. And no one's thinking about it because they're on this high ride. They're going to Philly now, a division rival. I'm I'm not gonna make the same mistake this week. I think that's gonna be a closer game than people think. Philly, Philly and New York. Philly, New York. Giants. But they gotta pay their quarterback. They got to pay their running back. And those two were their bread and butter for winning this game. Barkley and Jones were awesome. I wonder what Danny Dimes will demand. What What do you think his asking price is? I don't know, but you got a running back that averaged 5.9 yards per carry and had two touchdowns. Oh Danny Dimes had 78 yards on the ground and 300 through the air. Those are contracts that you have to go ahead and, and pay, I think. I you think Barkley they move forward sure. with Daniel Jones? 100%? I do. Dude, yeah. like what I saw from him yesterday, he can it, win. it wasn't a fluke. He can win. It no, wasn't he a can fluke. Win. He has talent. And I think he's grown in, in confidence with Dable, and he's completely cut down on interceptions and turnovers under Dable. Right. He, he used to leave the league this year. Right? every season with like fumbles and interceptions combined. Now he never gives the ball up. No. And the confidence is growing and growing and growing. And he's doing it with Isaiah Hodgins as his number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. If they can get a real receiver threat into the Giants system with Danny Dimes and Well, Saquon, they have Kenny Galladay, but he's been... Hurt all season, right? If they can get a real receiving threat okay. into okay. the Giants fold, I mean, this is a team that not only has, I think, the potential to make it a game against Philadelphia and make a little bit of a run here in this season, but there's a future here in New York for sure. A bright one. Yeah, because you like the defense too. I like the defense. I like the offense. And I, I, I kind of like Danny Jones. I don't, I don't know why. Mm. I'm feeling comfortable enough to say that. Maybe this was his, you know, one game in the sun where I'm going to have the, one of the best playoff performances I could ever dream of, beat Minnesota on the road. But he's still so young, and there's still so much potential there. I mean, he's 25 years old. I don't know, man. I just think that they might have somebody with Danny Dimes. He can win you he's, games. Let me tell you this. He's better than we all thought he was going to be when we all laughed at the – Pick when right. they pick six. When they though. didn't they move up to get him? I don't know about that, but it was still laughable. Mina Kimes right. almost fell out of her chair on ESPN because they picked Daniel Jones. We're wrong. They were right about that. I, he's worth the first round pick at quarterback. He just won you a playoff game, and 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 you can on say, his rookie deal, and you can say he just won you a playoff game because it wasn't he was just a passenger along for the ride. You don't. Right. It that. wasn't that Saquon went off for almost two hundred. And the yards defense and... held the Vikings to ten points. You don't win that game without Daniel Jones. He won you that football game. He was their MVP. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine this team winning with another quarterback who, like you said, isn't making those smart runs. Is it more likely that the Vikings move on from Kirk than the Giants from Daniel Jones? 
Wow. I don't even I didn't think it was a possibility that the Giants or the Vikings would move on from Kirk. Yeah, but how do you throw short of the sticks with your season on the line? Like, I mean, that's how just do Kirk. You trust, that's just Kirk. How do you trust your quarterback? But like you don't want to go into purgatory right now. Like I don't think Minnesota is going to be the leading candidate to get uh, a Derek, Derek Carr, Carr. Or, well, or an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady. Probably not because of the money that they already have tied up in Kirk Cousins, but you have the very attractive spot for those quarterbacks, for Carr, for Rodgers, for Garoppolo. Justin Jefferson. Oh, whoa! Excuse me. That that little burp up there was the game that Justin Jefferson put on the field against the Giants. By the way, invisible out there. Great job by the Giants. I bet you they watched a lot of Jair Alexander and the Packers against the mm-hmm. Vikings when he shut down Jefferson because they did a phenomenal job of of taking the best player on. But the again, field do you out just put game. that on Kirk's shoulders and like how do you not get the ball? To it's Justin hard for me Jefferson. to put that on Kirk's shoulders because Kirk gets the ball to Justin all year long. Yeah, like he's he's done that. He knows. But like that. that's the thing is that like maybe like Kirk overthinks it in these must win games. I don't know in these nationally televised games. But you gotta throw it past the th- like even in oh this my ne- gosh. Huntley in the Ravens game. He threw a prayer up to the end zone when the last like he knew to right. even get the ball up into the air. Like right. how does Kirk Cousins not know that? You know what? Hawkinson's open. But I'm just gonna throw it in the trouble. But was he even down, open? Yeah. Because the yeah, he caught the, the ball. He caught the ball, but the contact was made by the Giants defender like a half second later. But that's the right play when it's second and ten. Oh, in of the, course, in the third quarter, absolutely. Like. And like you said, he's technically open because it was a catchable ball. But is it really that sort of a play when literally the Giants defender was right on him as soon as he caught the ball? And then Ravens Bengals on Sunday Night Football. I was laughing hysterically when I watched Chris, uh, Sam Hubbard run that ball back mm. to the end zone. I could have never guessed that would have happened in a million years. No, like, I mean— That's a kind of play like a James Harrison interception in the Super Bowl. That no, kind of momentum swing. Well, absolutely, it's a 14-point yeah. swing, but I kind of took it as, how did they get so lucky that that ball just fell right into Hubbard's hands, right? At least for Ben Roethlisberger and the Colts and the Jerome Bettis fumble, what was that Nick Harper had to— as he's running, had to scoop up that ball mid-stride. I mean, that ball fell literally right into Hubbard's lap. Yeah, it was almost destiny. When the Ravens were on that goal line, and I thought they were going to score, I thought they were going to win the game. I thought that they were yeah. going to go up did 24 you see to the, Did you see the percentage swing? They showed like that uh. next-gen stat. They had, going before that fumble, they had Baltimore's favorite. It was like a 46% chance that they would lose, or they would win that game. Cincinnati... Once the touchdown was scored, it jumped up to like eighty-seven. I thought they were going to do the Ravens thing. They they upset a promising AFC North division rival in their stadium. Uh-huh. Kind of play spoiler to the party. Um, again, I said it with the Dolphins in the the Bills game about how oh, I shouldn't have thought it would have been a blowout because the division. I really shouldn't have thought that with the Ravens. I mean, they're one of the toughest. It's the teams Ravens. To play it's Harbaugh. It's a defense. Year. Yeah, Harbaugh though. Okay. Are you gonna go where I think you're gonna go? Wait, he was an idiot in this game by not calling timeouts and just well, letting the clock burn down to oh nothing. Oh my goodness! So we just discussed he made the clock his enemy when he didn't we have just to. discussed um, which game was it uh, that let the clock run down? The 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 uh, Dolphins game. The Dolphins, yeah. right? We we discussed Mike McDaniel the play and, clock letting it run right. all the way down. But how does Harbaugh with not just one, two timeouts? And less than a minute to play, not call a timeout until there's like 20 seconds left on the clock. In his mind, what he was doing there was killing clock. He wanted to score a touchdown with like 10 seconds left and go the, for two. 
Bengals no get the chance. Lead, yeah. And then they have no chance to get into field goal range. But still, I mean, like. You know what, though, dude? You do that when L. Jack is your Exactly. You, you do that do, when you have your quarterback. When you're going to score the touchdown. Uh-huh. When you know you can get into the end zone yes. easily. You don't know if you're going to do that with Huntley playing. Yes. That, that was so mind-numbing to me is that you have a quarterback in Huntley who was so behind the oh eight ball God. already, playing his ass off for you. Yeah, Just right. had an embarrassing moment happen to him, but guess what? He's brushing that off, and he's marching him down the field to try to get into a position to, to tie the game or go for two and take the lead. And you're in position. Mm-hmm. You're at, what, they get to like the 20 before penalties started pushing him back a little bit more? You need to give him all the help you can. Don't make the clock his enemy as well. He's too inexperienced and too out of his depth for that to be a part of it as well. And Harbaugh did a disservice to him in that game. And for a guy that has been around the block as long as he has to not call timeouts there and to not save as much time as possible, your defense was playing great. Right. Give your defense a chance right. to end the game they with can, them on the field. They can stop them. Yeah. Like, and, and it wasn't and like Burrow was going to be like 30 seconds on the clock. It wasn't like Burrow was torching you all night long. Well, he's probably very happy to see a defense other than the Ravens defense right. this week. I mean, he's I mean it's going to be Buffalo on the played, road. But two weeks against the Ravens in a row, mm-hmm. that defense, I think he has a little bit of a better time against Buffalo next week up in Buffalo. I mean, that's how lucky are we that we're probably going to get. Buffalo, we're we're gonna get Buffalo Cincinnati in the divisional round, and then we're probably gonna get winner of Buffalo Cincinnati versus Kansas City. Those Jags, those Jags have a thing to say about sneaky, it. Sneaky, sneaky. I have the Cowboys winning tonight, and I think you have the Bucks. Right? I have the Bucks. Yeah. I just do not trust. From what, if if the last two days taught us anything, do not count out the underdog. Winner goes to San Francisco. That's your that's your prize. If you win this game. Again, I, I I don't think either team gives San I Francisco think it's a, a lamb being led to slaughter. I think the only team in the NFC right now that can match up and beat the Niners is the Eagles. The only thing that would surprise me Am I wrong about that? What was sorry? The only team, thanks for listening. The only team in the NFC that I feel confident enough to match up with, play well, and beat the Niners right now is the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're the only team that has a it's, full roster. I feel like it's kind of a robbery if but we don't get that hand, for the NFC Championship game. I think that's the case with the Eagles and the Niners. I think the Cowboys can give the Eagles a good run. I the think Giants? the Giants can give the Eagles a good So, really, the way I just said it, the Niners are the team to beat, I think, in my mind. I, I, I think I stand with you on that one. But tonight, really, the only thing that would surprise me is a blowout on either end. Yeah, like, it's going to be close. Like, how... How surprised would you if Tampa just steamrolls Dallas? More surprised than if Dallas steamrolled Tampa. Right, but like I'd still be surprised if Dallas, Dallas can did. do that because yeah. I don't see it's Dallas. Yeah, I don't see Dallas running game. through teams. No, it's going to be a one score game, and and we're going to be blessed because we have had two quarters in Super Wild Card Weekend that were bad football. Second half of the Niners and the Seahawks game. Everything, That's it. Yeah, everything, everything else has been close. close I mean, game. really, you could say. Quarters that matter. Chargers, Jags. First half. They, but but second half oh, always yeah. means more. So really one football game worth of bad football right. being played. And it was four in quarters yeah. out of what? I don't even know. Four, 20? eight, 12, 16, 20. And tonight will be 24 quarters. But of football. two of those four came in the first half. Miss any of our show today? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts, like The Drive in the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks. Although that one's taking a bit of a hiatus now. Yeah, I think they're they're in their own offseason. But the right beauty now. of podcasting is you can all go back that and listen to it. Yeah, maybe go listen. You can have a best of. You just go from week one until they the end do of the do season. Best yeah. 
So keep it, uh, keep listening to the locker room. You can get your locker room fixed for sure if you want to. Uh, Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, our show right here, and many more, all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, programming note, we're only going to be doing episodes two days a week now in the offseason, so we'll be back again on Thursday Probably. this week. Probably. Just wow. assuming nothing okay. else interferes. So we'll be back again later this week to give you a full divisional round roundup and preview, as well as talk some more Steelers. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opperman, and this is the Steelers Standard. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.